What's up, guys? Hi. I'm Hannah. I'm Piper. And we're doing um female ghost killers. Female <laughs> ghost killers. They kill all ghosts. <laughs> to buy the early Ghostbusters. <laughs> we're doing it on Ghostbusters we're doing today. Ghostbusters. So my favorite, like guys. We're not actually oh, doing it on Ghostbusters. We're doing it on female serial killers or girls. Uh, how old was she? Because we're girls. And do you want to ask or do you want me to ask? I think we can do it like we did last time. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite? Big thing. <laughs> I think mine would probably be like a mountain or something. I was thinking about it and maybe like a really, really big dinosaur. I was thinking big tomatoes. Oh, big waves. Oh, you don't like that. I love big waves. You do sometimes. love that. <gasps> okay, well, uh, waves that turn my tummy, I don't like. <laughs> no, I love big waves. Um, I also like. What else? <gasps> what are some things that are like funny when they're really big? <laughs> like like a, a giant cartoon giant <laughs> getting mad. <laughs> That's definitely an option. <laughs> <laughs> um. A giant, giant baby. <laughs> a big baby learning how to walk. A big baby upside the window. A big baby upside down. <laughs> in the gym because they're all in there. The poker people? Oh no, the other people? I hear people playing basketball. I hear it too. Now for the actual content of the day. We're getting back to it. Um. Oh yeah. You want to start? Sure. So, I am not super prepared, you could say, but it's okay because in Wikipedia, we trust. <laughs> I think I just got more sick. I don't know, my nose is starting to feel... I was actually thinking about the podcast when we were both sick, and I was like, oh, that's going to be a cool episode because we both lost our voices, but now they're back. Shoot. Okay, I'm doing Lizzie Borden. If you don't know the rhyme, then you're probably stupid. <laughs> anyway, Lizzie Borden had an ex. She we have to her- sing it. Okay. Three, two, one. Lizzie Borden had an ex. She gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Anyway, I almost moved in across the street from her, like near her house. Not Which her, is now though, a bed and breakfast. Like yeah. Well, she's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was born 1860. God. <laughs> She died in 1927. How old was she? Oh, she That's was before my grandpa was born. She was 66, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, let me see. So her middle name is Andrew. I think her middle name is Andrew because her dad's name is Andrew. Andrew Jackson Borden. Yeah, so. So what a legacy it, that is. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Borden, July 19, 1860 to June 1st, 1927, was an American woman tried and acquitted on August 4th, 1892. Axe murders of her father and stepmother. Oh, it was her stepmother. Yeah, you didn't I hear did about that? I did not know that. In Fall in her, River, Massachusetts. Was so mean to her. Oh. <laughs> no one else was charged in the murders, and despite... What does that mean? Ostracism? That sounds like a word I've heard before. Yeah. Let me look it up. I feel like it's just, like, criticism. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait. Wow. Uh, too much. Probably criticism. From other residents. Borden spent the remainder of her life in Fall River. Fall she- River! 
Is that derpy? Yeah. Ew. Ew. We're there. Ew. Come on. Um. Take off your sweatshirt. But that derpy guy's nice. Oh that wait. Oh. And their hot tub is nice. So. And their pool's pretty hot. Okay. Um. Do you want to lay on the rug more? I'm on my sweatshirt now. Okay, but now I'm on the rug. <laughs> Borden spent the remainder of her life in Fall River. She died of pneumonia at age 66, just days before the death of her older sister, Emma. The Borden murders and trial received widespread publicity throughout the United States, and along with Borden herself, they remain a topic in American popular culture to the present day. They have de- been depicted in numerous films, theatrical productions, literacy works, and folk rhymes, and are very are still very known in the Fall River area. Do you think it's like as known in like California as it is here? I don't know because for me, I feel like it's just like known forever. Yeah, for as long as I can remember. But I don't know if that's what it is for other people. Because like we live close to it. That's what I think about too, like Plymouth Rock. Yeah, because that's just a rock. Like, do people actually know about that? It's just weird because we're near Plymouth. Yeah. Should I read this whole early life? No. Just know that she was rich. Um, her mom died. Her... Look at it. The stepmother's Abby Durfee. Whoa. Where? <gasps> it's spelled the same, too. Do you think it's named after her? Imagine. Maybe she's just from a rich family. Let's look up where Durfee High School name came from. Oh, typing in some more. That's definitely so good. BMC, that's what it is. Young to the people. I don't know if it like it. They might be related, <laughs> they may not be. Let's just pretend that they yeah. are. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> okay, this is the murders part. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> okay. On August 4th, 1892. A few days and a few years before my birthday. Just a few. Just a few years. Just a couple, maybe about two or three. Uh, Centuries, right? 18 to 19, 19 to 20. But you're not born in 2092. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like over 100 years. Yeah. John Morse arrived in the evening of August 3rd and slept in the guest room that night. After breakfast the next morning, at which Andrew, Abby, Lizzie, John, and the Bordens made Bridget, in quotations, Maggie Sullivan, were present, Andrew and John went to the sitting room where they chatted for nearly an hour. Morse left around 8.48 a.m. to buy a pair of oxen and visit his niece in Fall River, planning to return to the Borden home for lunch at noon. Andrew left for his morning walk sometime after 9 a.m. Who's Andrew? The dad? Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. And how does Maggie come from Bridget? <laughs> Maybe it's her middle? No, I don't know. Bridgetina Maggina. Nice. Mm. <laughs> Two names. <laughs> Maybe she just wasn't happy with Bridget, and she was like, I really like the name Maggie. That's my name. Well, isn't your name Magdalena? Yeah, it's my name right now. <laughs> I'm Piper, she's Magdalena. <laughs> that would be cool. Although the cleaning of the guest Speak room... Speak up! Speak with confidence. 
All the, oh, <laughs> Although the cleaning of the guest room was one of Lizzie and Emma's regular chores, Abby went upstairs sometime between 9 a.m. and 10.30 to make the bed. <laughs> you know what that just made me think of? Uh, Ms. Mary Maggie. She went upstairs to make her bed. bed. And her name is Maggie, so it's like Miss Maggie Mac. Hey, come back! (laughs) Okay, they don't get that. (laughs) Yeah, well, we just laid out a bunch of candlesticks in her room. It it ate them. them. I'm full. I'm full. (laughs) Me too. I'm full. We did that on the podcast. I'm vibrant. I'm full. I'm Piper. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Mag. Miss Magdalena Mac. <laughs> Do you think she was killed too? No. Okay. Let me see. Oh my. This is gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who's in my room? Sorry, we're podcasting. Are we talking right now? Yeah, you're on it. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. My name's Skyla. Okay, bye. I like your shoes. Um. <laughs> According to the forensic investigation, Abby, who's Abby? The stepmom. Okay. Abby was facing her killer. Why are they saying her killer? Like, it's not Lizzie Borden. Like, they're making it sound like she's so unknown. I don't know. <laughs> At the time of the attack, she was struck on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut just above her ear, causing her to turn and face her and fall face down on the floor, creating contusions of her nose and forehead. Her killer then struck her multiple times, delivering 17 more direct hits to the back of her head, killing her. Okay, so let me show you what happened. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. It says, Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. Okay, so this is your hatchet. Oh, okay. I do it? The on the side, on the side. <laughs> you, you know like that. Why did you pet me with the vacuum cleaner? I was like, I just, I like her hair. <laughs> Go like this on the other side, on this side. What do I do? Oh. <laughs> Andrew returned at around 10.30 a.m. His keys failed to open the door, so he knocked. Sullivan went to unlock the door, finding it jammed. She uttered a curse. She would later testify. Who's Sullivan? I think the housekeeper. 
Oh yeah, it's it's uh the Borden's oh, maid, Maggie. Bridget Maggie Sullivan, Miss Magdalena. Bro, Mac. They like introduced them, but then like they use, use a different name. name. Like I hate that. Like why would you call it. her Maggie? Why would you put that there? Yeah, and we're gonna call her that. They called. Oh bro, I hate this. Oh, my fists. <laughs> There's steam going out of my. <laughs> I'm seeing red. I'm literally livid right now. I'm a dying mad cartoon giant. <laughs> Getting mad. <laughs> The audio is better be good on this. It's better because you took the phone case off. I know, we close the door and everything. I feel like we do every time. <laughs> it's fine, it's good, it's good. When Andrew... Okay, okay. <laughs> I think this is helping me read better. Isn't the volume all the way up? I mean, in kindness. Oh, that's nice. Okay, okay. Um, She would later testify that she heard Lizzie laughing immediately after this. She did not see Lizzie, but stated that the laughter was coming from the top of the stairs. She was just on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just watching our visual of her she killing her stepmother. She was just thinking stepmother. of a funny joke. <laughs> she was just thinking of something funny. <laughs> she was just listening to episode five of our podcast. Um... This was considered significant as Abby was already dead by this time and her body would have been visible to anyone on the home's second floor. Ooh. Lizzie later denied being upstairs and testified that her father had asked her where Abby was, to which she replied that a messenger had delivered Abby a summons to visit a sick friend. Okay, so someone told her to go see the friend. She could not have made it any more obvious. <laughs> like, <laughs> the body was upstairs and she told her that it was... I don't know. She was laughing. Like, just stop. Just stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you'll stop laughing. Oh, oh, you're talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Listeners <laughs> <laughs> of this podcast, stop right now or else you'll die. No, don't. Lizzie Borden's going to come to your house. <laughs> Damn. I'm just kidding. I don't want to be insensitive. Sullivan stated that that she then removed Andrew's boots and helped him into his slippers before he lay down on the sofa for a nap. A detail contracted by the crime scene photos would show Andrew still Andrew wearing boots. It was contradicted, not contracted. <laughs> <laughs> so, to clear some stuff up. <laughs> it's really hard here. I'm getting on the face. Sullivan then informed Lizzie of a department store sale. Lizzie and Sullivan were was welcome to come along with her, but Sullivan felt unwell and wanted to take a nap in her bedroom instead. Sullivan testified that she was in her third floor room, resting from cleaning windows, when she just before 11.10 a.m., she heard Lizzie calling from downstairs. Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Oh, okay. Sure. You have to say it like her. She's probably oh. British. Maggie, <laughs> come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. None of that was British. <laughs> I don't know. Mother. Ma <laughs> Maggie, come quick. I can't, like, yell. Like, I can't, talk. I can't like, change. <laughs> Andrew was slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room, struck 10 or 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon. One of the, his eyes had been split cleanly in two, suggesting that he'd been asleep when attacked. Okay. <laughs> How that suggests that? Okay. We're not crime scene forensics, people. His still bleeding wound suggested a very recent attack. Dr. Bowen, the family's physician, arrived from his house across the street and pronounced both victims dead. 
obviously. Thank you, Dr. Bowen. <laughs> Bro. Bro, all you have to do is walk across the street. Bro. Detective <laughs> estimated that Andrew's death had occurred at approximately 11 a.m. Look at their bodies. I want to see their bodies. Okay. Lizzie Borden's... <gasps> Shoot, bro. What do you have? 10%? I can do it. Lizzie Borden's initial answer to the police officer's questions were at times strange and contradictory. Initially, she reported hearing a groan or scraping noise or a distress call before entering the house. Two hours later, she told the police she had heard nothing and entered the house, not realizing that anything was wrong. When asked where her stepmother was, she recounted Abby receiving a note asking her to visit a sick friend. She also stated that Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. Sullivan and a neighbor, Miss Churchill, were halfway up the stairs, their eyes level with the floor. When they looked into the guest room and saw Abby lying face down on the floor, most of the officers who interviewed Borden reported that reported that they disliked her attitude. Some said she was too calm and poised. Despite her attitude and changing alibis, nobody bothered to check her for bloodstains. Police did search her room, but it was cursed. cursory inspection. At the trial, they admitted to not doing a proper search because Borden was not feeling well. They were subsequently... Subsequently... <laughs> subsequently... <laughs> criticized for their lack of diligence. In the basement, police found two hatches, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. That was like... I don't even know. It felt like a tongue twister. <laughs> the hatchet head was suspected of being the murder weapon as the break in the handle appeared fresh in the ash and dust on the head, unlike that on the other bladed tools, appeared to have been deliberately applied to make it look as if it had been in the basement for some time. However, none of the tools were removed from the house because of the mysterious illness that had struck in the household before the murders. The family's milk and Andrew's and Abby's stomachs Removed during autopsy, performed in the board of dining room, were tested for poison. None was found. Shoot her father. She's kind of like Cinderella turned. Cinderella had a good life after. She did not because she was in jail, probably. Go to later life. After the trial, the Borden sisters moved into a large, modern house in the Hill neighborhood in Fall River. Around this time, Lizzie began to use Elizabeth A. Borden. At their new house, which Elizabeth dubbed Maplecroft, they had a staff that included live inmates, a housekeeper, and a coachman. Because Abby was ruled to have died before Andrew, her estate went first to Andrew, and then at his death passed to his daughters as a part of his estate. A considerable settlement, however, was paid to settle claims by Abby's family. Despite the acquittal, Borden was ostracized by Fall River Society. Her name was once brought into public eye when she was accused of shoplifting in Providence, Rhode Island. In 1905, shortly after an argument over a party that Elizabeth had given for actress Nancy O'Neill, Emma moved out of the house and never saw her sister again. Damn. So she was acquitted? She wasn't and didn't go to jail. She didn't go to jail? I guess not. Let me look it up. She had to have gone to jail. Just tell us yes or no. I know. Come on. Wait, click that and maybe I will. No, no, no. The, the autocorrect. Acquitted of the charges against her. The question of whether Lizzie Borden committed these murders remains to this day. We don't know. So, she might have gone to jail. She might not have. It's all up in the air. Yeah. I feel like that should be... Huh. So, that's Lizzie Borden, I guess. Yay! That was good, Hannah. Oh. On a time crunch, too. Ow, ow, ow. I 
I think you almost live near the house. Did you know that on the website for the bed and breakfast for the Lizzie Borden house, you can it's like only bookable for the next seven years, and for the next seven years on Halloween, it's already booked. Like for the next seven years. Why do people want to visit it that bad? I don't know. Maybe we should stay there. But then again, it's also just like staying 20 minutes away from our house, not no. even for like hundreds of dollars. We could just go look at it for free. So true. And it's not like there's going to be a ghost there. I know, because it's like not Lizzie Borden's ghost. Yeah, it's the people that she killed. We need to go to a haunted house. Um. Wait, didn't we like do an episode on local hauntings? Wait. Wait Let's a second. Let's go to the Freetown State Forest. That's scary. Let's go I to the Whaling Museum. Because remember there was all those animals that were in there? <laughs> like, there's like giant snakes. <laughs> no, what's the animal that's in there? The weird alien, look. Me and Scott literally looked this up the other day. Alien thing. Sorry, no typing ASMR. Um, is there images? That? <laughs> oh, it's like a little... Skyla! What is the alien thing in the Freetown Forest? A pug squatty. A pug squatty. This thing! What the? It's in the forest. People have seen it? Wait, oh. <laughs> That's a pointy vine. <laughs> That's a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, I kangaroo wonder what's on kangaroo. Okay. I'm doing the Granny Ripper or Baba Yaga or Tamara Samsonova. Okay, now read that right there. <laughs> Mitrofazanova. That was good. Thank you. Kombucha. <clears throat> Tamara Samsonova, the Granny Ripper, or Baby Yaga, Baba Yaga, is a Russian-alleged serial killer who was arrested in July 2015 on suspicion of committing two murders with extreme cruelty. She suppo supposedly has schizophrenia and was previously hospitalized three times in its psychiatric hospitals. And that's what she looks like. Oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um... Tamara was born on February 5th, 1947 in the city of Yuzhur, which is in Russia, I think. After graduating from high school, she arrived in Moscow and entered the Moscow State Lijuistic University. After graduating, she moved to St. Petersburg, where she married someone, and then built a house, and then her husband, in 2000, disappeared. She supposedly killed him and got rid of the body. She appeals to the police, but searching you... Okay, so basically she told the police that she killed him, but they didn't find anything. Wait, wait, wait. She told the police that she killed him? I think, like, in her confession. Oh. Like, when she was caught uh -oh. years after. <clears throat> so now on to the murders. After her husband's disappearance, what's her name? Tamara began renting out a room in her apartment. According to investigators, on September 6, 2003, during a quarrel, she killed a tenant. He was a 44-year-old resident from a place in Russia. She then dis dismembered his his corpse and disposed of it on the streets of St. Desi's Way. In March 2015, Tamara met 79-year-old Valentina Nikolevna Yulanova, who also lived on the same street as her. 
a friend of the two asked Valentina to shelter tomorrow. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, putting their first names into their last names. So it's saying their last names, but I'm saying the first names. So it's, I have to translate it in my head. That's a disclaimer. Where was I? So basically, a friend of the two asked Valentina to shelter tomorrow for a time due to the fact that tomorrow's apartment was being renovated. And Valentina agreed. Agreed. But Tamara just lived there just doing housework. She didn't actually, like, pay rent for several months. And she began to like living in the apartment and wanting to stay there for longer. But she refused to move out. And over time, the relationship between the two deteriorated. And basically, Valentina was like, you gotta leave, girl. Like, you don't pay rent and you're really annoying. So, can you get the F out? After another conflict, she decided to poison Valentina. Tamara traveled to Pushkin, where she managed to persuade a pharmacist to sell her prescription gr drug. Oh my god faz famine upon returning to the city she bought an oliver salad one of valentina's favorite dishes then put the pills in the salad and gave it to the unsuspecting women so basically if the pharmacist didn't do that then the girl would still be alive so good job i guess tomorrow later found valentina's body lying on the kitchen floor on the night of july 23rd and proceeded to dismember it with two knives and a saw Firstly, sawing off the victim's head, she then sawed the body in half, then using two knives, she sheared it into the pieces. To take all of the bags outside of the apartment, she had to go outside and return several times. Tamara left pieces of Valentina's body scattered in the house. On the evening of July 26th, Valentina's decapitated body with severed limbs wrapped in a bathroom curtain was found near a pond at house number 10 on the street that they lived on. The package initially didn't attract any attention for several days until a local resident took an interest in its con contents. The identity of the deceased was established on July 27th after a survey of apartment residents when they knocked on Valentina's apartment. Wait, what? Oh, so when they walked, knocked on Valentina's apartment, Tamara opened the door to authorities. Having entered inside, police officers found traces of blood in the bathroom and also the shower curtain that she was wrapped up in had been torn off its hanger. After this, she was immediately arrested because she just didn't care because she was an old lady. On July 29th, 2015, Tamara was brought to Friends District Court of St. Petersburg. She underwent a forensic psychi psychiatric examination and on November 26, 2015, two days before my birthday, the results determined that she was a danger to society and herself, and therefore she was placed in a specialized institution until the end of the investigation. In December 2015, Tamara was sent for compulsory psychiatric treatment in a specialized hospital in Kazan. She is being investigated to a connection of a total of 14 murders. According to media reports, police found a diary which contained details of some of the murders. One entry translated from Russian to English read, I killed my tenant, Volodoya. It was too easy. I cut him to pieces in the bathroom with a knife and put the pieces of, of his body in a plastic bags and threw them away in different parts of the district. And that's the Granny Ripper. How old was she when she first started killing? Um, well, right now she's 75. She's still alive. So she was, that's crazy. Oh, span of crime. 2000 to 2015. So she's 75 right now. And that was 22 years so ago. So she was probably like 50s or something? Yeah, but it could have been early because she's supposed to have 13 victims. That's crazy. I know. She's stupid for that, though, for, like, I know. she could have gotten away with it. <laughs> she could have tried. Oh, those are female serial killers, guys. I 
a swim at Derpy. Oh, and I'm going skiing. Oh, for New Year's? Mm. I'm very nervous. Why? Because at dinner the other day, we were eating at Cisco for the first time, and I had a veggie burger. It wasn't an impossible burger. It was a veggie burger, and it was so good. Um, And they were telling us stories of people who have died skiing. Oh, like the mom in The Parent Trap. The she actress that plays the mom in The Parent Trap was skiing, and then she hit a branch and got decapitated. Sorry to scare you. <laughs> and like one of Nora's, like someone she knew, whose father died. That's crazy. Like a girl who went to friends with her. Don't wear a scarf. Why? Because when you wear a scarf and you go skiing, if you get caught on a branch. <gasps> I don't wear a scarf either way, but oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Are you good? No. I haven't been since before COVID, but before COVID, I was so bad and I fell and then I had to walk down the mountain because I couldn't get my ski back on. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> That's funny. But me and Hannah have basically just been doing school, swim, swim. Yeah, we had to go to a very bad swim meet in a pod equip. Hey, don't trash on a pod equip in our pod. Too late. There's their elementary school um, little pool sex, <laughs> and I got tendonitis. I found a band-aid in the pool <laughs> in the lane I was swimming. Like, I had to actively avoid the band-aid <laughs> while I was swimming. Oh, yeah, because it's literally three feet of water. It was so nasty. So nasty. But we can't talk because our pool isn't fixed for, like, two years. Yeah. So. We else? still, I don't know, are renting a good place. Renting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Using. Occupying. Ninja. For real. So, what have you been watching and listening to? Um, no podcasts. And not really any TV. Damn. Uh, just AP Euro textbooks? Not any scary TV. Only How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's good. I haven't watched any scary TV, but I do have movies that we need to watch. What? Pearl. It's like a horror movie. Barbarian. I watched Barbarian. Oh, shoot. Is Did we good? talk about that? I don't think so. It's so good. And it's so weird. Genslinger's in it. Yeah. It's like crazy. It's a crazy movie. But I really like it. It talks about incest. What did we watch since the last time? I feel like we watched a scary movie one time. No. Hereditary at Trin's house. Yeah. Well, we've already spoken about that. We haven't seen Nope yet. Yeah. But we need to... Oh, the black phone? I don't know. That was so long ago. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. We saw the black phone. That was really good. I fell asleep during it, so I don't really remember. I remember. Oh, I watched um the new Black Panther movie. Oh, yeah. It was good. I watched it today. It was was it really weird. good? Did you cry? Um, Yeah, a little bit. But, like, I just didn't know it was starting because there was no... There was no, like commercials in the beginning it just started they oh yeah you told me how the movie and then it worked at first <laughs> it started and then it stopped like first you could hear the noise and then you could see it and then it stopped jeez i needs to step up its game yeah, the little the little boys next to us were calling it ghetto the little boys when we went bowling there was scary people next to us too like a bunch of like teenage boys i was like ew get the effers away from me yikes Yikes. They were just being so annoyed, like they were laughing. 
like, like fake laughing after somebody would laugh, like, to mock them. Like, you're not funny. Nobody's yeah, laughing at, at all. Not even you. Not even your friends. There's only two of them, too. Hannah hates them. Yeah, I do hate them. Like, right when I sat down, I knew they were going to be a problem. <laughs> right when I was walking in and had to sit, I was like, oh, those two boys are going to be so annoying. And then I was like, I had to sit right next to them. Right next to them? Yep, like, directly next to them. It was Lizzie, me, and then them. That's so scary. Yeah. It was bad. I've been listening to some old Ghoul Gang episodes. So uh-huh. valid. Please uh, do a little reunitedness. Yes. Reunion. Ellie. And do Colts, because that's my favorite episode. You my favorite episode? Too. Strange Disappearances or Urban Legends. I love those episodes. Or Medical Mysteries feat Caroline Thompson. Because that was before she was in it. But we love you guys so much. Hopefully they listen. We need to do a photo shoot today. Yeah. It's 11.43. We have to get the music up too. Oh, music's playing. Okay. (laughs) I think we should do that song. Um... We hope that you guys are going good. We should also do some polls on our Instagram for what people want to see. Mm. Because we need some ideas. So if you have some ideas, we are always open to them. Mm-hmm. Text us, comment on our Instagram, follow our Instagram do at Now Podcast. We we can try. <laughs> we'll we give it a best shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye. Too many cameras, so I never lift my ski up. I jump on your song and make you sound like you the feature. I jump on your song and make a label think they need you. For real.